Yes, we are. Can't sneak up on me anymore. <laughs> it's it's officially fall. Yeah. And this is only our second episode for September. Mm-hmm. Which is a shame on us, but Stormy's busy. She's got to enlighten young academics. Yes, we're trying to make the next batch of scholars here. She's got to grade all their literally papers. <laughs> that keeps happening. And I'm like, guys, don't you see what you, you know, it, it just, it's funny to me because they don't catch that. Yeah. Damn. At least it's just like the file <laughs> <Literally>. name. <laughs> yeah. Like literally at the end of the day, enough. who really cares about file names? I exactly. I don't, but it's, it's now becoming a thing since it happened more than once. So I'm going to keep it up every year. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. But it is fall. My allergies have kicked in. I've got mm-hmm. my tea in my Kim Jong-un live, laugh, love mug. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry for my uh, sultry, gravelly voice. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very seductive. <laughs> this time around (laughs) just keep your pants on because you know how a real horror show feels about sex don't do it we don't like that abstinence or death yep (laughs) basically (laughs) um (laughs) you know what speaking of abstinence yeah i feel like the whole uh plot of this movie we're reviewing could have been avoided Uh, if they just kept it in their pants you know what that is so true and you know what Guys, listeners, um, full disclosure, I was going through like a bunch of photos when I was watching this. So every time I looked up, the gist of what I got was basically what Sam just said. Abstinence should have occurred. This week, we're finishing up the Fear Street trilogy with part three, 1666. Uh, this is the final installment and it stars everybody from the first and second movie (laughs) yeah just they're all mixed together (laughs) Um, so where we last left off dina diana Mm -hmm. was somehow transported back to 1666 i'm gonna guess and i didn't really allude to because i didn't want to spoil it when we were talking Mm -hmm. about the first episode but i think she and sarah fear have a connection yeah i don't necessarily think they're Dean is a reincarnation of Sarah Fear, but it's kind of that vibe. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Whenever I noticed that she looked at herself in like the well water and it was her, and I was like, is it just a reincarnation? But maybe it is because of her love interest is also a woman. Yeah. And so this movie picks up right where that one left left off, where uh Deanna is now Sarah Fear in 1666. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see what really happened. <laughs> yeah. This movie was pretty long was. again. <laughs> it was, I think it, it's the longest of the trilogy, I think. Yeah, that's because, a lot. Because it's not just 1666, it's also the conclusion of 1994. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen because at a certain time it splits and it says part two but I feel like it does that when there's only like 45 minutes left Mm -hmm. and I was like oh is there gonna be I just got kind of confused but I was like oh the movie's not over yet (laughs) okay here we go yeah I I agree I I didn't I didn't see that coming which 
I probably should have because you have to have a conclusion to 1994. Right. That's what the whole flashback movies are for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can break this down into acting since we get a different vibe from all of the actors in yeah, this definitely. section. Um, let me scroll down to the cast. All right. Uh, Kiana Madeira as Sarah Fear slash Dina. Uh, I liked yes. her. Yeah. I think um, she and the girl who plays Sam slash Hannah, mm-hmm. I think they had more chemistry as these characters than they do as Dina and Sam. I I agree from what I did notice when I was watching. Yeah, I agree completely. And that might just be because their relationship in the two parts mm-hmm. are different in 1994. They're a recently broken up couple. Yeah. And in this one, they're friends. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who become lovers. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought I thought their chemistry was a lot sweeter and cuter in this yeah I agree um and they it really um kind of uh raises the stakes a whole lot more because of the time period yeah and everything like that yeah so this is 1666 probably (laughs) New England I don't know where else they would be having witch hunts in America at this time yeah, I mean, aren't they in the same place because of the tree yeah, or are they yeah. somewhere else? Okay. It's the same place. And feel the need to talk about this tree. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know. If it's more of a story note, but the tree's a character. The tree, yes. the tree is a character in these movies. I don't know any tree that is just like lived for 600 years <laughs> other than the redwoods out in California. Yes, and they are like enormous. So of course it's gonna take a long time for them to reach maturity. And so that's yeah. why they live for a really long time. Not this fucking regular tree. <laughs> Not this regular oak tree. <laughs> it's like an oak, yeah, it's like an oak tree. So there's really no reason it should still be the same age as it was in 1666. Yeah. And that it that it's even still standing in 1994. Like, how was it able to survive at the mall? I'm not sure, <laughs> but hey. You know. But it, it works. You could say that it's uh, Satan's tree. It's Satan's tree. Because he oh. kept it alive with evil. <laughs> and I forgot how good the actor who plays Tommy in 1978 is mm. in this part. And that's why I liked him so much. Is uh, His name is McCabe Sly. And I think, name. <laughs> I think I think he's very good. Me too, because I I even liked him when he was in the um seventy, where he was uh, the sweetheart boyfriend. Yeah, but then he did have that huge turn where he was possessed, and I feel mm-hmm. like with him being possessed, we got um a lot more ex um exposition on his character and how the possession takes place instead of just in the first movie where it's just like we can't see what happens with the skull mask guy. Yeah. Um. And I loved it. And I loved him even more because there's always that guy, you know, like that crazy, uh, like faith fanatic who's, mm-hmm. who's just, and they, they call him like mad, whatever the heck his name was. Yeah. He, he's like a Matt very Thomas. good actor and I hope the best for his career. Mm-hmm. He had like the best, I don't know what kind of accent they were trying to do, but. Uh, that was, was the, the next thing I was going to bring up is <laughs> cool. what accent you thought they were trying to accomplished with that i thought it was yeah irish 
Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It's probably like Irish or like Scottish or like Welsh, something like that because of the people that settled um, in uh, New England at the time. But uh, whenever the movie opened, I was like, wait, why is this set in like Ireland right now? And I was like, oh, I guess it's just immigrants who came here. Yeah, so Irish. is there <laughs> Irish Scotch? Let's yeah. let's just assume they're Irish Scotch Yeah, because same thing really yeah <laughs> no don't cancel me uh, I'm a mad I'm offended Sam because I'm scotch Irish I am also scotch Irish so well, I then can that, say then it's okay to say Sam so and yeah, basically the same <laughs> I'm gonna guess I'm probably more northern Ireland because dark hair runs in my family not gingers oh so does that mean I'm s- south yeah Irish? or Ooh. whatever the flip is in case I'm wrong yeah um <laughs> anyway um so if they're like celtic yeah. settlers let's just say celtic yeah that's um that means they're probably this whole thing takes place probably in like the carolinas oh maybe that would probably make sense because that's where a lot of um the scottish and irish settled especially the scottish because they were reminded of their home in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's all an outlander. Yeah, definitely. And um, like those those details are actually like historically legit. So yeah, you're probably right, Sam. I'm just gonna say that. Or they just gave them like, told them to be like, not exactly British, but like <laughs> some kind of accent to separate yourselves from your other characters. Yeah, some kind of accent that's from Europe, go. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we didn't get a lot of time with uh, 1666 Ziggy and Cindy, but they were there. Yeah, they're just there. And then the other notable character slash actor is Solomon Good, played by Ashley Zuckerman. Mm -hmm. I thought he was excellent in the role Mm -hmm. of Solomon Good. Yeah, me too. And that's the same one who is the cop. Yeah. Nice. He looked actually quite different with the wig and stuff. He did. He's got those crazy eyes, though. (laughs) And I did like him, probably just because that's my type. So I was a little sad when the the plot twist happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he's good is evil. (laughs) I know. Who would have ever thunk that? Oh, no. But a twist. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into story because they're all the same actors, and I think I think they were good. Um, Me too. They did well. I I think I preferred them because uh, it was a little bit of a change of pace. Yeah, yeah. This was definitely a good acting challenge for them. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think McCabe Sly as Mad Thomas was really great. Yes, he just looked the part, did it so well. Um, yeah. So uh, yep. We're in 1666. Witches are all the rage right now. Yeah, for sure. But not being one is not cool, but it's all the rage to be mad at them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We are in the colony, not yet shady side, but yeah, it's going to be that one day. And Sarah Fear is just a good old girl living in her little colonized heaven. Yeah. With her dad. Their dad actually exists in this world. Yeah. And her brother's there too. Same yep. guy. Her brother's there. 
Um, and she has her best friend, Hannah, who is, they're both totally straight, just gals being pals. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, making sure that everything is okay with the well water and the pigs giving the birth to other pigs and, and things yeah. like this. Um, but there's a party going to go down during the full moon, as yeah. one does. Right. What do they keep calling, like, the full moon? Like, the moon rises in... <laughs> at night or something like that yeah something like that i think that's code for we getting lit tonight bro <laughs> eat these berries <laughs> yeah let me talk about uh solomon for a second because okay. um i guess it's implied that he's a widower mm-hmm. who is probably going to get remarried to sarah yeah which isn't necessarily a bad thing they seem to get along very well mm-hmm very good friends they she gives him a baby pig yeah (laughs) and says it's her dowry mostly as a joke but her dad seems very pro you gotta get married Mm -hmm. and then they visit the widow who's not evil at all yes i don't i've watched this movie twice now and even today Uh i don't see the purpose of the widow other than like a red herring Right. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um so at the at the moonlight party, this I thought this was hilarious because it's probably accurate, but just the <laughs> idea that these kids are taking berries the way that we take LSD or Molly today. Right. <laughs> made me crack up and I'm yeah. like it's probably always been like that <laughs> just a different uh, hallucinogenic right yeah just the berries and they said just one bite <laughs> and so um, hannah gets uh felt up by this gross guy Ugh, gross. sarah interrupts and they all make fun of his boner oh my god yeah i don't <laughs> i don't know why he like didn't notice his own boner um so yeah, it was like they were like pointed it out. And he's like, "What are you laughing at?" Oh, Ooh, and shit. I'll just run away. <laughs> Be ashamed. Then yeah. uh, Sarah and Hannah get a little frisky in the woods, mm-hmm. and they get caught. Oh no! And during their frisky little romp, uh, because of their frisky little romp, I mean, Hannah's dad is possessed by the devil, and everything in the town goes to shit. Yeah, basically. Man. And we yeah. get a pretty grotesque scene of a mother pig ravaging her. Yeah. Eating her little piglets. piglets. Yeah. Which which happens in real life. Yeah. If I don't. It is, it, it is called ravaging. And I just, I think it's when... I don't know if the mother pigs, because rodents like hamsters or mice mm-hmm. will uh, will also do this if they feel like the living conditions are more dangerous for their children than just dying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the mother pig would do the same in that right. situation. I, I know they do it. Um, and so Sarah kills the mother pig. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's like a dead thing in their water well. So now all their well water is like not drinkable. Yeah. And like all these bad things start to happen. And I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. And um, Sarah's mom somehow found out about the makeout session, probably from Mad Thomas, who caught mm-hmm. them making out. 
Right. Um, and Hannah's blaming herself because she her their dad is acting weird. Smash cut mm-hmm. to <laughs> what I think is one of the most haunting scenes in all three of these movies. Yeah. Um, inside the church. Uh-huh. The pastor has gouged out the eyes of himself and all of the children. Oh god. Yeah. I'm so so that was pretty uh, uh yeah, that was gnarly. It was pretty dark and heavy so trigger warning more child death yeah oh yeah that is a thing huh it's becoming a thing in these movies and uh even uh sarah's brother was one of these yes he died mm-hmm. i have sucks. a question about like what a pile of eyeballs is supposed to look like oh god <laughs> because it de- deflated because i feel like there weren't enough eyeballs in that pile i see yeah huh you see yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So uh, there's a trial, kind of. Sarah mm-hmm. and Hannah are declared to be witches, and they go on the hunt for them. Mm-hmm. Dina tries to take shelter with Solomon Good, and discovers along the way he's the witch. He's the one that made the deal with the devil. Oh no, Good is evil, extreme evil. Excuse me, I had to take a half of fix. <laughs> no problem. And he, he's like, I love you. I love you so much. And she still tries to kill her. Right. She's like, oh no. And we find out that she didn't cut off her hand. He did. Damn it. And uh, she left it there trying to save herself. She manages to escape in a scene that calls back to 1978 Mm -hmm. when Cindy's trying to get out of there. But she doesn't make it far before Solomon catches her and she and Hannah are about to be hanged and she takes the blame for everything. Mm -hmm. But before she's hanged, she places a curse on Solomon Good saying that she will always be with him Mm -hmm. and the truth will come out one day. Right. Yes. And we also find out that it was her friends that moved her body from the original burial place. I see. Back to 1994, where (laughs) they Scooby gang it up with some water bottles. Yeah. A very clever plan to lure all the uh, ghosts to the mall with Dina's blood. Mm -hmm. And then carry (laughs) carry a sheriff good. Yes, yes. So that the uh, ghosts go after him, killing him, thus ending the curse. Yes. But that doesn't go according to plan. When he escapes, Dina chases him down back through the uh, cave system. And uh, we see the gross beating heart of the devil again. Yeah. Which I love. Me too. That thing is gross. (laughs) He touches the heart, I think. And that's what like brings all the ghosts back. That's what, that's what seals the curse that, Sarah had put on him in the, in the beginning or in the, yeah. not the beginning the end of part one <laughs> of part three yeah <laughs> so he touches it and is haunted by all the people who've died because of him and then his life is brought to a tragic end when uh Sarah through Dina or maybe just Dina yeah. gets left to interpretation stabs <laughs> yep. him in the eye in the eye yes rest in peace and uh, it all comes out that he's been responsible for all the murders in town. Yeah, they're basically all sacrifices that his family has been doing for 300 years to keep that gross heart beating underground. Mm-hmm. So they remain like super like uh, powerful individuals in Summerside. Yeah. Um, Summerdale. Sunnyville. Sunnyville. <laughs> 
sunny deal. <laughs> yep. Sunny side and shady side. I wish it was called sunny side and shady side. That would be funny, but I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's the gist of it. Everybody has a happy ending. Yeah. It ends on a very uh, beautiful imagery of Sam and Dina kissing among all the red moss. Yeah. Which is very autumnal. Aut- autismal. Aut- autumnal. Autumnal. Yeah, autumnal. Absolutely, it is. Overall, I understand that they couldn't just not end it with 1666. Right, right. Because you need to have, you know, the full conclusion with the 1994 cast. Yeah, that that allowed it to come full circle. But like, honestly, whenever I was watching 1666, because it's been a while since you and I watched the first one, I like kind of mm-hmm. forgot that we needed to like revisit that. Right. I was like, oh yeah, there are loose ends that we need to tie up. So once it did part two, it was like, okay, now I get it. Like there's still other stuff we have to, the yeah. other stuff that has to be said before we're done. Yeah. I liked the 1666 half. I think 1978 is still my favorite. I like Agreed. 1666 above 1994. Yeah. That is probably also my, my like hierarchy of films. That's my rating too. Because 1666, I think it wasn't trying to adhere to a time period that we had nostalgia for. Yeah, yeah. So I think it had the best score out of all the movies. Oh my God, yeah. I wanted to talk about that, but I'm going to wait until it's time. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I think Hannah and Sarah have better chemistry than Dina and Sam. Like, I don't think Sarah would ever throw a cooler of ice at Hannah. Their relationship was more romantic, in my opinion. Even though... Really, they were just friends until they got high on berries and made out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the berries. <laughs> and I liked Solomon as a character a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a cool dude until he wasn't. Yeah, I know, right? Like, even when Sarah was confiding in him about what happened in the woods, he was like, uh-huh. it, was just a, it was just a dalliance with Hannah. Yeah. Like, he was chill with it until she was like, no, I love her. Right. <laughs> I can't do voices right now. He's like, no, I'm the devil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was very good. And I think it would have been a good standalone movie. It would have been, huh? I agree too. Because like the whole time I was like, yeah, I understand why we need this background. But also the element of the slasher was kind of like not present until we yes. went back to part two, back to yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. The only slasher element we got was when the pastor gouged out the eyes of the children. And that wasn't speaking of slasher. (laughs) Yeah. That was my phone ringing. (laughs) That wasn't like Mm -hmm. a huge part of it. Right. Right. But I, it was, it was a good little crucible story about how history is written by the winners so sarah's reputation was tarnished and rewritten by the good family to make her the bad guy so they could continue putting the blame on her yeah instead of so people wouldn't suspect them exactly yeah and it all makes sense after you watch all that i think this the trilogy did what a regular 90 minute slasher movie or like paranormal movie tries to do which is there's something spooky going on let's go to the library and rapid fire 
all this folklore. Right, right. Amityville horror comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So instead of just doing it in 90 minutes, they gave everything a fleshed out story. And I really like that. I like this concept for a horror series. Mm -hmm. I do too. And the, the director said that they'd be interested in doing more. And there's a lot of the ghosts that appeared in the last half of this movie that I'd love backstories for me too especially ruby lane the girl. love ruby lane there was a guy in an armadillo mask i want to know his story what about the little kid with this scary mask that was yeah, the like little a face <laughs> the, yeah. oh, the little kid story would be absolutely Jesus. tragic i know it's freaking shocking i'd be interested in more movies that take place in this universe i don't know if they would feel the same right outside of the trilogy since you know we know we know everything yeah yeah but still it would be cool to see those stories also told yeah absolutely uh moving on to production because i do have notes uh and i know you want to talk about the music i do i do um i'd like let's talk about that first just so i don't forget my thoughts yeah but um while i was watching it i like the one thing i did like say and think because a lot of the times i was kind of like looking away from the screen but Um, when I was doing so it was backed up by that score and I was like hey like obviously they can't have like you know pop hits you know of the 70s playing but I was like this score is is working um for me because of the time period it was actually very very good it wasn't like something silly Mm -hmm. it it was working and then uh but then we do cut back to part two and it immediately all begins again with the the pop hits of the 90s so um but the, yeah, the score in 1666, this is what I want for like every every other part, every other movie. Yeah, no, I thought it, it was a very beautiful score. Um, definitely fit the mood. It wasn't distracting. It enhanced the mood of the scenes. Yeah, I, I, agree. I really did. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, my one like critique for production kind of falls in the same realm of what I critiqued with 1978 is that... Yeah. Um, they did desaturate the colors a bit, yeah, but they could have done maybe a little more. Um, I remember it's been a while since I watched The Witch, but that had a very desaturated color palette. Oh, yeah, it did. Everything was just like pale, paled out, (laughs) like not black and white, but just washed out, not bright, not bright, no, like no life, no vibrancy. Yeah, made it feel really cold. Yeah. Um, or even if they did something like Timber in Sleepy Hollow, where mm-hmm. it's also desaturated except for the blood. Right. Yes. So just like little things like that would have mm-hmm. helped enhance the mood. And I think they did a better job in this part than they did with 1978, because like I said, the colors were slightly desaturated. Right. Right. <clears throat> um, Agreed to think if there was anything else with production the eye gouging scene mm-hmm. was good we didn't actually see that happening but the we saw the aftermath and so all that yeah. makeup was very well done and creepy yeah for sure it was i feel like in this part well um in the the latter half of this one we get a kind of a better view of what's happening with like the beating heart that's underground mm-hmm um oh I guess it's kind of reminiscent of Poe's Telltale Heart because it's underneath the floor of the mall or something 
sorry. <laughs> we just did some literally analysis and everybody chooses that story. <laughs> so it's just in the forefront of my brain at all times. But if any yeah, of Jacqueline's I, students are listening, we're not <laughs> making fun of you. Yeah, not. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> but um, we get to see it better. It's like more black. There's flies everywhere. And uh, we get to see a bit of a more zoomed in. And I was like, ugh that thing is back. Here he is. So that, that's always like a cool, and, and, and it works because it's not like, it's not bad CGI and it's, it's just enough for the movie for that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it looked gross. Like I wouldn't want to touch it. Yeah. It look it looks like shocking. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, that's a very nice uh, connection you've made to the telltale heart. Hey, yeah. I feel like a good podcaster. I just made it made in a, a literally analysis yeah that was that was beautiful that's why people tune into real horror show yeah, because real horror show is literally analysis for, for your yawns and my gravelly voice i know i'm so sorry i imagine if this is someone's first episode they were listening to oh my god i'm sorry everybody but it's just really been a week <laughs> But here I am, and here is Sam, and we are here. We're, we're finally here to wrap here. this to wrap this shite up. Yeah, we're finally wrapping it up, and I'm pretty excited to move on to whatever will, will be coming next. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, yeah, I don't think I have any other notes for production, really. Yeah. Overall, I'd say the trilogy is very good. I think people should watch them. I'd say they fall in line with Scream for me. They do. Where they're good like introductory horror films mm-hmm. not the scariest but they're fun and which makes them good for people who aren't really into horror yeah and um there's so many nods to scream because when I was watching the latter half of part three the knife that they have is like almost identical to the knife that Ghostface uses that like big you know, hunting knife or whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's like the same knife. And then also the character of Solomon Good, you know, it's like the guy kind of love interest, but suddenly he turns out to be mm-hmm. the, the evil, you know, murderer. And you're just like, whoops, <laughs> I almost yeah. married that guy. So it's almost like a Billy Loomis type situation there a little bit. Yeah. 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 I can see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a couple things. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you can't really watch these movies on their own, but, uh, part three yeah. gets a, ah, uh, yeah, it was good. Oh uh, yeah. Good. That fucked me up. It was good. Uh, just watch them closer together than we did. Otherwise you'll be confused when 1994 <laughs> part two pops up. Yeah. Cause then you're like, wait, part two. And then you're like, okay, we're still watching the movie. Still got yeah. more time to go. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of a shorter episode, but it's fine. I've been not sick but allergened allergened yeah she's she's <laughs> suffering from the the sickness from the allergies and i'm suffering from the sickness from being tired the friend who i was cutting apples with yeah messaged the group chat in the morning asking if anyone had any leftover at home covid tests oh man and i was like i'm pretty sure we don't have covid because we wouldn't all get the exact same symptoms at the exact same time yeah after ex- cutting yeah. 50 apples from outside yeah <laughs> yeah i, I and, think uh, it's allergies for sure yeah and i was i was closely monitoring my temperature and 
my sense of taste and smell mm-hmm. because the worst part of COVID, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this in the early part, in the early days of COVID is yeah. the symptoms for it are the exact same as seasonal allergies, allergies. except for the la- the loss of taste and, and the fever. The, the fever. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. And you're just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so taking my temperature twice a day. Nice. Wearing a mask anyway. Mm-hmm just it sucks because now my voice is going to sound like this for like three years (laughs) damn and it sucks it really sucks because I have a play premiere in two weeks in Columbus Ohio at Mad Lab Theater tickets available now Mm -hmm. yeah tickets available now go buy them and check out Sam's Instagram yeah I'm very I'm very excited very terrified um but we'll see if people like it Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. That's my favorite, my favorite play that you've written. Thank you. And it'll always and, and forever be my favorite. <laughs> and you can't come because Luke started a new job. I know, I can't come because, like, I'm sitting over here like, oh, I am, like, tired. Oh, geez. Oh. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, geez, should I buy the buy a room or something but there's so many elements that go into me not being able to go and Mm -hmm. I would love to go Sam I really would um I know you would but I will be supporting you that night from afar break a leg I know you're not an actor but still you're in the show you're in showbiz so break a leg (laughs) and the realistic aspects of all this is just all the realistic stuff that's happened and it yeah um the witch trials those were scary yeah the there's like uh yeah the witch trials having like um being caught and being outed um for your sexuality when you're like not allowed to express Mm -hmm. that um Mm -hmm. having like a crazy boyfriend who would be to do with the devil that sucks yeah he wasn't even her boyfriend like having a guy who you're friendly with be like oh i love you so much i made a deal with the devil for you Jeez, and you're like, whoa, <laughs> fucking crazy guy over here. So yeah, that that that's not cool, but can really happen, probably, I'm sure. Um yeah, and then uh everything else that happened and all the other ones that we discussed, everything coming full circle, curses living in mm-hmm. two different neighborhoods that are separated by class issues stuff like this all mm-hmm. realistic aspects mm-hmm. having a dad that's just like never at home oh just an absentee father but i think that's it uh you'll know you know what i'll go ahead and announce it because it is kind of exciting okay. uh turbo cola which is based <laughs> on my play new year's eve at the stop and go is accepted at the south texas international film festival which stormy pointed out earlier is very specific yet very broad yes like it's south texas but it's also the whole world <laughs> is invited so like okay um so that is exciting uh but we'll leave it at that. Yes, yes, we'll leave it at that. <clears throat> Sam and I discussed it. And then, uh, yeah, so excellent. We've wrapped up the Fear Street trilogy at long Ooh. last. And then by the time you guys listen to this, it's going to be creeping into October. Whoa. Whoa. That means Sam and I need to have that talk again about <laughs> our Halloween special and what it's going to be. 
Um, well, we can't review uh, the next Halloween because we already did that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we're going to have to do another Halloween or something. We'll, we'll just talk about what we would like to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> just pull up the end notes. Yes, yes. All right. I've got the end notes. All right, everybody, listeners. I hope everybody's ready to end the podcast episode because we are, because we are late tired. All right. Real horror, yeah. Horror show out. <laughs> Real horror show is created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Today we learned that you should not make a deal with the, de- wait, uh, no, you should practice abstinence because that yeah. will avoid any any like evil yeah. occurring had had mad thomas not caught <laughs> hannah and don't uh, do sarah drugs. making out yeah don't don't eat hallucinogenic berries yeah and you know what i take back what i said about there being like and no like slasher elements present because that's like an issue is like you know having sex or doing drugs is going to lead to someone's demise and it does eventually lead to her death in a roundabout way so yeah. those are there's no slasher killer present, but those are rules of the slasher movie. Anyway, yes. So <laughs> don't have sex because you'll die. Don't do drugs because you'll die. Anyway, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear. Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We love horror and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wishlist. If you feel like buying us something tangible, will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the Buy Us a Coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And Sam already made two announcements, but are there is there any other pertinent news? I don't think so. Do you have any publications? Uh, no, uh, other than the, the thing that happened in August with the Slasher Studies thing. No, dude, I have not had time to do any cool stuff but I've just been publishing those literally analysis essays grades lately though. (laughs) Nice. Anyway, yep, getting stuff published every day on Blackboard. (laughs) All right. So uh, as we're speaking, yesterday was the first day of fall. Yeah. And it's soon going to be October. It's spooky season, everybody. That's my news. 
Um, other than that, our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye-bye. I love the creepy doll. That always